Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time, For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and tell others about it, I'm incredibly grateful. And I will try and use your time wisely. Not a whole lot on the homestead. Trying to keep the fruit trees alive. I'm afraid that we have lost a couple more. The heat is just oppressive. And the deer have gotten after the leaves on a couple of them and we don't have any rain. We've put, we're watering them. Uh, but man, it's just, it's been a long, hot, dry summer. And I guess that's just the way it goes. Well, we'll come back to it. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, father and your son, Jesus Christ and your Holy spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it and share it. Bless them and their families. Guide us all. Help us to seek you and your kingdom and your righteousness first. Help us to love you with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. To love our neighbors as ourselves. To follow the commands of your son, Jesus Christ. Help us to remember your words. Or your son's words that if the world hates us, to remember that it hated you first and to know that when we're following you, when we're doing your will, there are going to be many people and forces that are not very happy with us and to lean on you and not on our own understanding and to trust you, to make you our refuge, our shield and our strength. And God, my words, please, Father, in your son's name we pray. Amen. So before we get in, I think we're going to do this the last day. Uh, there's much more that we could do on John Quincy Adams, uh, which is pretty much true of all the topics that we cover in here, uh, which, Lord, this is a whole podcast in and of itself, folks, this, this thought or comment here, but, you know, I just kind of touch the wave tops on this podcast and even doing that, there's so much that we've forgotten and these resources, which they are really phenomenal. The founder's Bible by wall builders, the Patriot Bible uh, edited by Dr. Richard Lee and the American God and country encyclopedia of quotations. They really are phenomenal resources, but there's so much more. Folks, it's, it's so deep. It's overwhelming. And the thing that's really overwhelming is that we have let ourselves forget truth and history and our heritage. We, we've let ourselves be taken down the yellow brick road, down this merry path by the left. And for generations, this didn't just happen overnight. They've been working on this for decades and decades, folks. And 
And it's just, it's overwhelming. Uh, there's, there's, it's so overwhelming that I just, I don't even have the words to describe how lost we have allowed ourselves to become. And another thing, <laughs> I think I said this recently, but if you get a chance, you have a farmer or a rancher and you're part of the woods, you might just tell them thank you when you get a chance. Because for those of us like myself, uh, where growing a garden is not dependent or my, my income and my, my family's income and our lifestyle is not dependent upon agriculture. And whether we have food on the table is not dependent or electricity or running water, et cetera, is not dependent upon agriculture. I don't, we don't have a real good understanding of how hard that job is, how dependent it is on God and, and and nature and, and I think that's one of the reasons that we've really been able to get away from God or, or that's something that you know our founders talked about agriculture a lot and and there's some great quotes on agriculture and and a lot of them go back to talking about how connected farmers and ranchers are to the land and and how much they appreciate and realize that relationship with God because of, of the blessings and the, they're really aware of that relationship with God and nature because their whole livelihood depends on it. You know, if, if somebody, if, if all the companies started making or stopped making smartphones tomorrow, we would continue to carry on as a society. If all of the Amazon and Hulu and Prime and Netflix, if all of our entertainment went away, all the actors were suddenly gone, we would we would still continue on just fine, better in fact. If college and professional sports went away, and even in some cases the extremeness of, of high school and junior high sports, if that all went away tomorrow, not only would we be just fine, we would be better off. But if our farmers and ranchers go away, not only are we going to be worse off, we're going to struggle to survive. And the idea that, oh, well, we'll just get somebody else to grow it somewhere else. You know, we don't really need farmers and ranchers anymore. We'll just get some big company to do it. You have to be pretty small-minded to think that that's a long-term solution, to think that that's even wise, because if those companies control our food, right, they control us. Uh, and there's other places you could say that. But anyway, just a thought based on my own struggles with keeping fruit trees alive this year, which I know is, is minuscule compared to some of y'all out there that farm and ranch for a living. All right, so John Quincy Adams. Let's run through a couple more quotes. Uh, February 27th, 1844, at the age of 77. He was a congressman at this point and also chairman of the American Bible Association. 
I deem myself fortunate in having the opportunity, at a stage of a long life, drawing rapidly to its close, to bear at this place the capital of our national union and the hall of representatives of the North American people and the chair of the presiding officer of the assembly representing the whole people, the personification of the great and mighty nation, to bear my solemn testimonial of reverence and gratitude to that book of books, the Holy Bible. The Bible carries with it the history of creation, the fall and redemption of man, and discloses to him in the infant born at Bethlehem, the legislator and savior of the world. Really, I mean, some just phenomenal points there, comments, but the last one sticks out a great deal about the legislator. You know, we don't often, even in Christian circles, I think, uh, refer to Jesus Christ in that manner. And, and maybe we should more, and maybe not only should we, but our legislatures would do a great deal better at their job if they look to Jesus Christ as an example of how to do their job. Uh, you know, and that goes back to John Jay's comment that we use so frequently on this podcast, who was our first Supreme Court Chief Justice, one of our most influential founding fathers that said that it was not only our, our duty, but it was our privilege in this Christian nation to elect and prefer Christian rulers. If we don't elect men that follow Jesus Christ's example, then by default that means they follow something else. And every other single thing leads to problems, folks. Again, this gets down to one of those really nitty-gritty kind of questions, and that is, or, or, or not questions, but, but two sides of the same coin almost. You don't have to be a Christian to be an American. But if you don't follow those principles of Christ, if we as a people don't, we're going to lose liberty and freedom in our republic. We don't have to elect Christians for leaders. We're given that freedom of choice. God gives it to us, and our founders gave it to us. They knew that we had to have that freedom of choice. And, and we've been exercising that really poorly. And there's consequences for that. If we elect men and women who don't follow Jesus Christ, then we deserve what we get, folks. And that's what we're getting. December 3rd, 1844, after nearly eight years of anti-slavery effort, John Quincy Adams' motion finally succeeded to rescind the gag rule, which had forbidden the discussion of slavery in the Congress. His recognition came after a long, lonely, and unpopular struggle against powerful slavery interests. His diary entry, Blessed, forever blessed, be the name of God. You know, and this was one of the comments that we've read before, right? 
duty is ours, results are God's. I'm paraphrasing his comment, I'm sure. That may be it. It's close to it. We have a responsibility to get up each day and do what God tells us to. This is true politically. It's true in our personal lives, true in our marriages. We have a responsibility to do what we're supposed to do. And one day, all of us are going to stand before God. And uh, if we don't have Jesus Christ, it's going to end uh, in eternity in hell. And if we do have Jesus Christ, then we're going to be graced beyond our wildest dreams to end up in heaven. Uh, but the point is, when you're standing there, God's not going to ask you, well, or he's not going to say, okay, I, I know all these, these circumstances, so I know you had it really hard, so you didn't really have to do what I said. You didn't really have to love your wife, nourish or cherish her. You didn't really have to respect and submit and desire your husband. Uh, you know, no, it was okay that you bent the rules a little bit and stole, had hypocritical standards, judged people based on race. Uh, it's okay that you condoned sexual deviancy no-fault divorce, all these different things. He's not going to say that, folks. He's going to say, why didn't you do what I told you to do? That's it. That's the bottom line. Uh, and John Quincy Adams stood up against slavery. Uh, you know, and this is, God, this is a whole series of podcasts, folks. I don't know how many more quotes we're going to get to read, but we wouldn't get through all of the uh, John Quincy Adams quotes anyway. We'll come back to him again sometime down the road. But, you know, the slavery that he stood against, so often you, you hear people that don't really know the Bible and just want to use it as a kind of like a whipping boy kind of tool. Talk about slavery in the Old Testament, but it, it wasn't anything like slavery in the United States in the early part of the country, not to mention the fact that slavery in other parts of the world dwarfs anything we ever had here in North America. And yet you never hear about it because the left only wants to use it as an excuse to push forward agenda and narrative. As I said, that's a whole nother series of podcasts. I mean, that's just a huge topic. I'm going to read one more real quick, just at least the first little bit of it. Uh, July 11th, 1846, on his 80th birthday. I, I enter upon my 80th year with thanksgiving to God for all the blessings and mercies which his providence has bestowed upon me throughout a life extended now to the longest term allotted to the life of man with supplication for the continuance of those blessings and mercy, mercies to me and mine as long as it shall suit the dispens dispensations of his wise providence, and for resignation to his will when my appointed time shall come. <laughs> Man, what, what, a, what a wonderful example President Adams set for us and our politicians today, and how sad it is. How many of our kids in school today know about John Quincy Adams, know any of these quotes? You go ahead and answer that question yourself. But the percentage is going to be really low. We know movie stars and actors and actresses and singers and rappers and sports 
professional athletes and college athletes. And, and we know what they said and we know what their stats were. And we don't know a man like John Quincy Adams. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.